It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, March 28th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, this time of year, it would be, uh, you know, all positive news and excitement and uh, everything heading towards the Guardians season opener. Uh, the uh, first of two exhibition games in Phoenix last night, uh, sort of signaling the end of spring training and, and getting ready for that uh, that season opener. Uh, but all that was sort of tempered with uh, some some pretty tough news for the Guardians uh, as they found out that Tristan McKenzie has suffered uh, a right terrace major muscle strain in his shoulder. Uh, he's going to be shut down for two weeks, and the timetable uh, after that uh, could be up to eight weeks before we see McKenzie uh, pitching in the big leagues again. Yeah, that's uh, bad news, obviously, Joe. Uh, you know, he was going to be, uh, you know, the second star out of the gate starting uh, Friday in Seattle. Uh, and now, uh, you know, he he's down for a significant amount of time. Um, you know, we've seen this injury kind of spread through uh, Cleveland's pitching staff the last couple of years. Uh, James Karinchak had it uh, last season. And, uh, you know, he, he didn't come back until uh, July. He didn't re- rejoin the big league club until July. He headed in spring training. Uh, so, uh, you know, just keep our fingers crossed, see how uh, McKenzie, uh, you know, responds to the treatment. But, uh, you know, right now they've got a big hole in the, in the uh, rotation, and they're going to have to fill it. Yeah, uh, and, and that's the, uh, the big question uh, right now. Uh, you know, beyond, uh, you know, is Tristan healthy or can, you know, when will he be healthy and all that? The big question as it relates to the team is, you know, who gets that spot, who fills in? Uh, what are their options right now in terms of uh, just having somebody to start on Friday? Yeah, you know, well, they've got they've got a couple options, Joe. Well, you know, they could bring Hunter Gaddis out of the bullpen. You know, he pitched a, a minor league game over the weekend through 70 pitches. Uh, when four and a third innings so he could come out of the bullpen you know he's a starter by trade um and you know but they obviously if they do that they they have to call somebody up to take his spot in the pot in the pen you know xavier uh i mean uh, uh xavier curry could could be uh could be that guy um uh you know he really made a good impression on uh, terry francona in spring training uh they've got you know so they've got you know that kind of covered uh 
you know, they could uh, go with, uh, you know, Zach Plesak is right now is scheduled to uh, start the first game in, in Oakland, uh, you know, on, uh, I believe, April 3rd. So, uh, you know, perhaps he could come back and start Friday, but he's scheduled to stay behind and throw a minor league game on uh, Wednesday. Uh, you know, they also have a guy that they really like. One of the last uh, guys, you know, uh, reassigned was uh, Michael Kelly, a veteran right-hander who pitched a little bit with uh, Philadelphia last year. You know, he pitched well for them in spring training. Is is Kelly stretched out enough to to start a game, or was that would that? Well, be no, I, like I was that? I was saying he he could if Gaddis went to the to the rotation, he could take uh, he could take Gaddis's spot in the pen. Okay, right, yeah, but that would require a, a move on the forty man roster if that were uh, right uh, to happen as well. Uh, yeah, just the the timing of this couldn't have been worse. Uh, they they had gotten to this point in spring training, uh, you know, almost completely healthy with their, uh, their starting rotation and, and had brought everybody along and, and built everybody up. Uh, it, it, having all five of their guys really with no, no sort of competition, uh, for those spots, uh, allowed them to, to send some of the younger guys down from camp, uh, early in, in the process, you know, the guys like Logan Allen and Tanner Bibby and, uh, you know, those that they they didn't get a real long look at them early in spring training because, uh, quite frankly, the the rotation was set and they wanted to get guys in there and, and get them built up. So, uh, you know, that's a it, it's sort of a double whammy that you you, you didn't get a, a longer or better look at some of the younger guys uh, because you're you were so set with your rotation. And, and now that's changed. Yeah, you know, and uh, just, uh, you know, you, you're headed toward a spring, you know, the regular season with a full head of steam, and this kind of just derails you, uh, you know. And uh, I guess another guy we could talk about is Connor Pilkington, uh, Joe. He's on the 40-man. You know, he made 11 starts for him last year. Kind of, you know, didn't have a great spring, but, you know, they certainly know what they're getting from him, you know, if they if they decide to uh, put him in in their in that uh, in the rotation and, and leave uh, Hunter Gaddis in 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 the pen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and this makes uh, the the fact that a guy like a, a Daniel Espino has been, uh, you know, touched by injury the last couple of years and, and has he's not ready to go and, and step into an, an opportunity here uh, like like there would be. Uh, you know, it sort of exposes that as well. Uh, there are plenty of options in uh, in the, the minor league system for the Guardians, but none of them uh, really appear to be ready all that much. You know, Pilkington might be, uh, you know, the guy by default just because he's he's had a little bit of experience and he's he's ready to be up here. But, you know, he's, he might not be the most attractive of those options. Yeah, you know, I you know I think uh, they really like the way uh, um, you know Xavion uh, Curry through, you know, and uh, Hunter Gaddis obviously that Gaddis and and Xavier Curry you know kind of were it came down to those two guys for for the one spot in the pen and um, you know I think uh, they sent down Curry so he could you know keep his arms stretched out. And, uh, you know, also be an option in the bullpen. And uh, just in case of emergency, the emergency they were thinking of was bad weather in Cleveland in April. You know, maybe he pitched the second game of a doubleheader. But now the emergency is a physical one with an injury. So, you know, maybe Curry gets the call. What does this say about, uh, you know, Tristan? We've seen him 
uh, ever since he was the you know top rated player in the the minor league system for the Guardians, he's dealt with injuries, and you know it's not the first time in spring training where where he's been uh, held back because of a, a an injury. Uh, I believe he missed what uh, all the the 2019 season uh, with uh, a, a, a strain of some sort, and you know not being able to to get going right away. Um, you know, last year he, he made it through the season relatively healthy and, and, um, you know, they were careful with him, but uh, if he's not able to endure, uh, the, the sort of the, the rigors of a, a full major league season, what's that say about Tristan and, and what he means to the, the franchise? Yeah, Joe. I mean, you know, he's coming off a career year, you know, set career highs in, in, uh, in uh, innings pitched with, you know, 190 with two, you know, strikeouts. He made, a you know, I believe 30, 31 starts, another career high. You know, he showed he could handle the uh, the load last year. You know, he was, he took a regular turn in the rotation. You know, he's not, uh, you know, he's not Charles Atlas. He's not the biggest guy on the block. Uh, you know, uh, he's, you know, six, five and he's about 170 pounds. Uh, so there's always that question, I guess. Uh, can he hold up? But he proved that he could last season. You know, I, I don't know, Joe. I think this is this is just one of those injuries. You know that it's like uh, the you know the Cleveland, uh, the uh, Guardians have adopted this injury. I mean, guys who've had it. You know, Karinchek's had it. Sandlin's had it. You know, Corey Kluber had it. Uh, you know, Emmanuel Classe had it. And those guys are all you know built differently. You know, big guys. So. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, uh, has anything to do with, you know, uh, Tristan's physique, but it's just, you know, it's just an unfortunate injury. And, and uh, you know, that they've, they've got to deal with it. And so does he. And hopefully, you know, he comes back. We've seen, you know, we've seen guys come back from it. You know, Sandlin and, and uh, Karinchek have come back from it, you know, um, um uh, you know, so Clevenger came back from it, you know, when he was here. So guys can come back from this. I don't think it's a, uh, a rotator cuff issue, which is what, uh, you know, sidelined uh, Tristan when he was a minor leaguer in 2019. No, this is this is definitely an injury you can come back from and, and you know, be be strong and, and, and you know, uh, effective. Uh, and it doesn't really hurt you uh, or, or diminish what you're able to do. Uh, once you're fully rehabbed from it, but it's just a, a long process and it's it's not a, a a quick fix. It's something that you have to sort of work through. Uh, and we've seen that in the past with these other pit, pitchers, like you mentioned. Karen Track dealt with it uh, in spring training last year. And, and like you said, he wasn't ready to go until July. So, yeah, that the, the, the timetable for this injury uh, could see McKenzie uh, on the shelf for, for quite some time. Uh, do they make uh, a move off the roster? You know, do they look at, you know, making a trade or bringing somebody in uh, a veteran to, to sort of eat up innings? Or is this something that they fill from uh, from within, you think? I think uh, they fill from within, Joe. You know, the, at least that's that'll be the first uh, option. We've seen that, uh, you know, do that, see them do that with other injuries. Um you know they you know they they have a good they have a good pitching program they develop pitching uh you know so this is going to be a chance for them to uh, you know look at some of their guys uh is Gavin Williams ready you know probably I don't know you know so 
perhaps, you know, I think, uh, you know, they could, unless, uh, you know, someone really kind of comes up like a Pilkington or a Curry or a Gaddis and really establishes them, them themselves in a McKenzie spot, this could be an opportunity for, uh, you know, to look at, to look at a, you know, a variety of pitchers. I know they don't want to do that at, at the early, you know, this early in the season, but, uh, you know, we've seen them, you know, they use what? over 10 starters last year. So I, you know, I think they're, they're in pretty much in the same position, you know, in, in that same position, uh, that same mindset, I should say. Yeah. And you can't help but think uh, a guy like a Cody Morris, who they think very highly of, and they, they want to be uh, a starter in that rotation. And, you know, he's another guy who's constantly uh, hurt and not able to step into the, to those opportunities. So uh, right now, Cody Morris uh, sidelined as well. So, uh, yeah, there are, and you know, maybe there are internal options, uh, like, uh, like Eli Morgan, who was a starter, you know, before he got into the pen, maybe they, they try to stretch an Eli Morgan out and, and give him innings. But, uh, you know, he's sort of, uh, committed to a, a role in that bullpen. I think that they, uh, that they're comfortable with right now. So, uh, yeah, there's, there, there's a number of things they could do, but, uh, going outside the organization, I don't think is 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 what they're going to do at this time uh all right uh what we wanted to do today uh our original plans for today's podcast were to uh to look at the uh the the roster and the um uh, you know break it down position by position and uh go through each of the guys on the roster and 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 talk about that uh let's start with the starting pitchers uh it's uh you know (laughs) Without McKenzie, uh, the the remaining four the, that we know of, uh, Bieber, Savali, uh, Plesac, and Quantrill, uh, what uh, what have we seen this far uh, in in spring training, and what are we expecting out of them uh, production wise uh, this year? Well, Bieber's you know had a great spring, Joe. Probably the best spring I've seen by a, a Cleveland starter in in a long, long time. I mean, he was almost unhittable. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, th- that was a positive, you know, his, the five starts he made, you know, were were efficient. He was quick, you know, but, you know, he, he kind of was nitpicking at him. But, you know, that's uh, perfectionist talking. So, you know, I loved uh, loved what Bieber did, um, you know, uh, in, uh, you know, and there were some encouraging signs from uh, Savali and, and, and Quantrill and Plesak. You know, Savali threw, what, four and two-third innings, scoreless innings last night against Arizona. You know, Quantrill is is going today. Uh, but in his last start, he, he retired 17 straight, you know, after kind of a shaky start to the spring. He was experimenting with a lot of different things. You know, Plesak had a, his last outing was a, was a decent one. Uh, so, you know, I, I would think, uh, you know, those guys are moving in the right direction. Yeah. As far as anybody who's not named to be uh, Shane Bieber on that uh, in that starting rotation, you know, they don't have to go out there and, and give seven innings of, you know, two hit shutout baseball every night uh, just because that's what, you know, we sort of have come to expect from Bieber. Uh, but, you know, the guys like Quantrill and, and Savali, they, they can give you good, solid outings and put you in positions to win ball games, especially with the, the depth of the bullpen that they have right now. Uh, I, I think it, that for for the rest of the guys in the rotation, it's uh, 
a matter of not trying to to do too much or to to overextend like just you know you can give up a run or two here or there uh this offense is, is looks like it's going to be able to get on base and score a few runs uh you're not going to have to win games 2 to 1 uh you know 3 to 1 uh this season uh as much as you did last year so uh, I, I think there's a, a little bit of room for the the starters to to come out and sort of uh you know just just be themselves and and uh you know if you if, as long as a, a guy like an Aaron Savali doesn't give up 18 home runs again, uh, it, it, it'll be it'll be okay for 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 the guys not named Bieber in the starting rotation. Yeah, I think Joe, this is pretty. You know, these are this is uh, you know four guys that have kind of established themselves. Uh, you know, they pitched. You know, I don't think uh, you know they'll they'll try to do too much because of McKenzie's injury. You know, they, they pitched, you know, they pitched uh, around injuries last year, you know, with uh, Savali and, and Plesak when they were out of the rotation. And, uh, you know, so th- these these are, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, you're dealing with with four rookies. You know, they, they, they've they shown the ability to, uh, you know, pitch, pitch, pitch well in big games. Uh, so I think that, you know, the four guys that are in that rotation right now are going to be OK, uh, you know, they'll, and uh, they'll do what they can to fill that last the, the fifth spot. You know, so, uh, you know, I feel good about the rotation. Uh, you know, they had a you know, that, you know, the you know, the last two spots in there last season, police and Savali, obviously, you know, were in and out of the rotation because of injuries. But, uh, you know, they both seem healthy at this point in the year. So, you know, you know, I would think they'd want to take a step forward with the, you know, they're going to have to improve, obviously. But, uh, you know, I feel confident that 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 they're in a pretty good place right now. Uh, what do you think of the bullpen at this point right now? Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the the middle relievers and the earlier uh, uh, guys before we get to the back end. Uh, they're going to be without uh, Sam Hentges uh, at least for uh, a few weeks uh, as he continues to build himself back up from uh, from his shoulder injury. Um, as far as the other guys that are out there, we talked about Eli Morgan. Uh, Tim Heron, the rookie who makes uh, makes the pen, uh, Nick Sandlin, um, you know, these are these are guys who are going to be uh, uh, Angel De Los Santos. These are guys that are going to be uh, called upon to, uh, you know, pitch a lot in these early games because uh, the, the, the starters aren't going to go very deep into games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, you know, they, they've all gotten their work in, you know, De Los Santos had the hamstring problem early in camp, but you know, he's, 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 you know, made, you know, he's made every turn he's supposed to make. He's pitched back to back, you know, and he's looked good. You know, Eli Morgan is, you know, the kind of change up guy, change up master, you know, he kind of, he, uh, you know, he's, he's also gotten his work in Sandlin, you know, he's coming back from that, uh, you know, Terrace major injury that, that knocked him out of the postseason last year. But, you know, after, you know, kind of, uh, be easing into spring training, he's made all his uh, scheduled appearances, you know, so, uh, you know, those guys are kind of, uh, you know, an experienced group now. They've been through, uh, they've been through, a, a, you know, a, a season where they were on center stage, where they were a contender all year, where they made a nice postseason run. So I think that's, you know, that'll help them as long as, uh, as long as they stay healthy, Joe. I think that's a good, com- you know, that's good 
three or four guys to have. You know, with Heron, you, you just don't know. You know, I think uh, they they did a great job two years ago protecting Trevor Steffen as a Rule Five guy, and I think uh, they'll take the same approach with Heron. But you know, he's the only lefty, so you know he's going to have to match up, and we're going to have to see how he handles. You know, going from pitching in front of you know two, three thousand people in a Cactus League game to you know sold out crowd at at T-Mobile Park uh, this weekend in Seattle. So uh, you know that that's going to be interesting. But you know he's a you know he has great stuff, and he's going to have to uh, you know it's kind of not a sink or swim situation. But I, I'm sure you know Terry Francona knows how to ease young relievers into the into their roles. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something that Tito's uh, pretty much expert at. Uh, that brings us to the back end of the bullpen. Uh, Trevor Steffen, James Karinczak, and Emmanuel Classe. Uh, Steffen, last year, uh, really just sort of uh, uh, he, he arrived. It was, it was his year. He, uh, he came out and um, really showed uh, a dominance at times uh, using the splitter and, and just you know, being out there in, in big situations and coming through, uh, they're, they're expecting a lot out of him this year uh, as, as one of the setup men in front of uh, Class A. Yeah, you know, he kind of had, a, you know, kind of was a, a little shaky early in spring training. He's come on of late. You know, this guy, you know, Joe, if you, you know, if you looked at the bullpen last year and and you uh you know ask someone uh, who led the t- who led the relievers with strikeouts you know i think you naturally say class a just cuz you know of how hard he throws but it was uh, it was uh, you know Trevor Steffen who led all relievers with us uh, 82 strikeouts. So, you know, this is a guy that really kind of blossomed from that rule five guy in 2021. He took a big step forward uh, last season and established himself as a guy who can pitch in the seventh and eighth inning. And, you know, like you said, on a big stage too, you know, he made, uh, I believe five relief appearances in the postseason and didn't give up a run. Yeah. It's uh, really important to to note just the, the progress that he made from his, his rookie year to, to last year, uh, James Karinchak, of course, uh, just the this year with all the rule changes, uh, I guess he was on a lot of people's minds when they first started um, uh, games with the pitch clock. He seems to have, have been able to to make the adjustments and, and handle that. Uh, how does it set him up for a, a season this year where uh, he's once again going to be relied upon to, to get the ball to Class A in the ninth? Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be a good year for Karen Check. You know, he's healthy. You know, he's not going to, come, you know, kind of parachute into the season halfway through. Uh, he's had a good spring. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a durable guy, you know, uh, you know, it's always been a durable guy until last season, you know, and he's, uh, he's, he doesn't fool anybody, Joe, he throws a four seam fastball and a curveball. The, the four seamers like 95 miles an hour. The uh, curveball is like nine, uh, two, 83 miles an hour, and uh, you would think, uh, you know, the hitter would have him zoned in, but, you know, the opposition only hit 161 against this guy last year. He, you know, he only made 30, 35 appearances, so I think, uh, you know, they're going to be counting on him to make 50 to 60 appearances, and you uh, just in that setup role for Emmanuel Class A. Yeah, it's like uh, like uh, Mariana Rivera with the cutter. You know, you know the curveball is coming. Uh, you you just can't stop it. You 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 can't hit it. And and they've uh, he's done a good job uh, against the opposition uh, with that pitch. 
Uh, Emmanuel Class A, of course, all the accolades last year, uh, best reliever in the American League, um, you know, by any measure. Uh, what do we expect out of Class A again this year um, as long as he stays healthy? Yeah, Class A, had a it's going to be a tough year to uh, top. I mean, uh, he leads the big leagues in in uh, saves, in games finished, ties for uh, ties for the big league uh, lead in in, in uh, appearances with seventy seven. Uh, you know what what can't this guy do, Joe? I mean, if he just uh, kind of repeats last season, he could uh, you know that that would be you know a heck of an, an accomplishment. You know, he is, uh, he's kind of eased into spring training. He got knocked around a little bit last night, uh, you know, uh, when he tried to, when he pitched in the, I believe in the eighth inning against Arizona. But I think he's just, uh, you know, he's getting his work in, Joe. His velocity is good. Um, so, you know, this guy is, you know, all bullpens start from the back end out. You know, Class A is, is Cleveland's touchstone. As he goes, that bullpen is going to go. And, um, you know, this is, uh, this is, you know, this is the guy where, you know, he could be, uh, you know, he could, this is one of the best, uh, relievers in the game and the best closers in the game. And, uh, you know, he's at a stage where does he take the next step or does he, uh, you know, what, what's he going to do? It's, it's going to be really interesting to see because his last two seasons have been dynamite and where does he go from here does he establish a pattern of consistency that you know makes him you know uh, you know one of the one of the better closers in the game for a long time yeah now with uh, Edwin Diaz being sidelined uh, for the season in uh, New York uh, he really does sort of take over that top spot as the uh, as the best reliever in baseball I think uh, and, you know, there's not a lot of guys out there that can uh, can challenge him in terms of stuff. All right. Uh, really quickly, let's uh, let's run through the position players uh, that uh, remain on the roster. Mike Zanino, uh, catcher in his first year as the uh, as the starter for Cleveland. He takes over basically uh, behind the plate and uh, and, you know, has to all these guys really have to get. Uh, acclimated to the the starting rotation and the the pitching staff but uh, uh Zanino is the guy that they want back there the majority of the time calling pitches yeah he's done a really good job getting to know the staff you know he's he, you know he's worked very hard at that and uh, you know we've talked about this before but they're carrying three ca- catchers as of now right now we they are just to uh, give him a little relief so he's not uh you know he's still coming off that injury the uh the uh, thoracic outlet syndrome injury from uh, 2022, and they want to be careful with him. But uh, Joe, he looks uh, he looks like he's pretty good behind the plate. Uh, his throwing probably isn't where it should be or will be, uh, but uh, you know they they feel he's a strength. He's going to be a strength to that pitching staff and to the offense. Yeah, you mentioned carrying uh, um, three catchers, uh, Cam Gallagher, the backup, and Mabry's Valoria. Uh, sort of the uh, the bench piece there. Uh, Valoria a little bit better with the bat. Uh, Gallagher is is going to give you a solid effort behind the plate, but you know you you, you take what you get with him at the plate. So um, the as far as uh, like like I've said this before, if if you told me back in January that the Guardians were going to have three catchers on their opening day roster and none of them was named Bo Naylor, I would have looked at you like you're crazy. But uh, that's that's how they're starting off. And, uh, you know, it certainly isn't how the the catching position is going to look at the end of the year, I don't think. But 
uh, you know, for now, these are the, the guys that are, are starting off in that spot. Uh, as far as the infielders go, they um, they kept one backup infielder. That's Gabriel Arias. He uh, he got hit in the hand earlier this week, uh, or I'm sorry, at the end of last week, um, but seems to have made it through that without uh, without any real damage. Um, so he'll be the sort of jack of all trades. He can play pretty much every position on the infield. Uh, can uh, Gabriel Arias and and he's going to get a chance to play. He's going to be the guy that uh, you know gets at bats and gets time in the field here uh, uh, early on in the season uh, because they, they decided to go with one, one bench guy uh, for the infield uh, instead of two with, uh, with Tyler Freeman. Yeah, Joe, you know, uh, uh, Arias, uh, you know, like you said, he plays all over. He can play a little outfield. Um, you know, we saw him play first base in, in the postseason last year. He's, uh, you know, as his, he's been swinging the bat a little bit, you know, with that hand. So we'll see how he, you know, how that recovers. But, you know, I've talked to him the last couple of days. He says he's fine. You know, that, and he, he gives you a little pop off the bench, Joe. You know, he's always, he's, you know, he had, had a good spring here hitting over 300 in the desert. So, uh, you know, hopefully that carries over. Uh, into the regular season, and he gets enough at-bats to maintain that. Uh, the new guy, Josh Bell, they add Bell to the lineup. Uh, he gives them, uh, he lengthens the lineup. It gives uh, Jose Ramirez some protection in that number four spot. And we've seen Josh Bell hit some of the longest home runs uh, of the of the Cactus League here in uh, in spring training this year. Yeah, big-time power. Um, you know, it, Average is, you know, like as advertised, you know, he does, he's got some swing and miss in there, but not, you know, not an, an overabundance. Uh, but Joey, this guy's got big time power. When he hits it, it goes. I mean, that ball he hit against the Giants that cleared the roof of the bar in, in deep right field. I mean, that was impressive. So, you know, hopefully, uh, there's more of that to come, uh, for the Guardians and, and Bell out of that, out of the middle of the lineup. Coming off of a uh, gold glove season at second base, Andres Jimenez uh, really looking for uh, consistency and the ability to to sort of repeat what he did uh, at the plate last year that allowed him to uh, finish sixth in the MVP voting uh, in the American League. Yeah, he looked bigger stronger joe you know we didn't get a lot to see him because he was gone for so long because venezuela had that good run in in the world baseball classic but he played well there you know victor martin victor rodriguez uh the guardians his assistant pitching coach was, was uh you know puerto rico's hitting coach in the wbc and he saw you know martinez a lot i mean uh, uh jimenez a lot and uh really liked it said he played great you know he played he had like two eight for Venezuela so yeah, I think he's he's primed and ready to go uh, I think he's going to have a, you know a, a big year again Joe he, he gives you some of that sneaky power at the bottom of the lineup you know in the sixth seventh spot and uh, Francona loves those kind of guys uh, one of the emotional leaders of the ball club by uh, Josh Naylor uh, got an offseason where he wasn't worrying about rehabbing an injury uh, he could focus on hitting at the plate, uh, and you could tell in spring training that that really paid off. Uh, he's, he looks good at the plate right now. He's going to get a chance to play a little first base as well. Uh, but uh, this could be a, a breakout season for Josh Naylor. 
Yeah, Naylor's my under-the-radar uh, spring training MVP. Uh, just, uh, you know, he's had a quiet camp, but a very, very productive camp. Joey looks, he looks like a different player moving around the bag, running the bases. You know, he's, he looks like he's got confidence in that leg again. And he's swung the bat really well, not just for power, but, you know, in RBI situations, I think uh, I think he's primed for a big season. Uh, and and you come to uh, sort of the um, the keystones, not necessarily a, a, a you know one up the middle, one at third base, but uh, the the anchors of that infield in Ahmed Rosario and Jose Ramirez. We could do a whole podcast on what Jose Ramirez means and what his season could look like for for the Guardians. But I think the two of them playing in tandem next to each other, Rosario and um, uh, Ramirez. You know, it's not like Lindor and, and Ramirez were when they would push each other back in like 2017, 2018. But you can tell that there's just such an extreme comfort between the two of them playing with each other and being comfortable with each other uh, that it, it may, they make each other better by being right next to each other. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, in spring training, their lockers are right next to each other. Uh, they're always, uh, you know, talking, joking around in, in, uh, in the, uh, you know, the Cleveland's clubhouse at Progressive Field. It's the same way. You know, they're, they're good friends. And, uh, you know, um, uh, Ahmed was saying, uh, yesterday or two days ago that, you know, uh, Ramirez's energy, you know, kind of permeates through the clubhouse. It said it makes him a better player. And it makes, you know, everybody on that club a better player. And, uh, you know, that's what you're looking for from your best player. Yeah, the the guy on your roster who makes other players on your roster better, uh, makes them play beyond, you know, sort of what they're capable of. Uh, that's Jose Ramirez in, in a nutshell. Uh, all right, the outfield, uh, you know, don't take anything away from uh, these outfielders. They, they won two gold gloves last year, were among the best defenders in uh, the American League. And uh, it starts with Stephen Kwan, I think, at the top of the batting order and, and what he's able to do with the plate and then go out there and and give them a solid effort defensively every night. Yeah, Kwan, you know, I thought when they moved him into the line, to the leadoff spot last year, that turned the season around, the jump start of the season. You know, you kind of expect the same kind of guy this season. You know, I, I, first spring training game, the Cactus League opener, you know, he 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 bounces, you know, he, he lines two two singles up the middle in his first two at bats. And you, I think Quan could have just stopped the season right there or the spring right there and uh, gone to Seattle and waited for the rest of the ball club. Uh, Oscar Gonzalez, really the, the guy with the, the, the breakout season in the outfield last year. Uh, really nice arm. We, we like what we saw with him uh, defensively with his arm. But at the plate. He was able to come up in big situations and get big hits over and over again, uh, not just in the playoffs. It was all, all the, the memorable moments that were, uh, you know, that sort of stand out there. But he was doing that in the regular season, too, uh, coming up with, you know, doubles late in games to, to win things down the stretch. And uh, Oscar Gonzalez, uh, he's sort of the one of the big keys for this offense. Uh, if he can can continue to make progress uh, on on cutting down his strikeouts and making contact and putting the ball in play and, and driving it uh, up the middle and to the right side. Uh, I think, you know, it's a, a big season on tap for him uh, if he's able to stay healthy. Yeah, Joe, uh, uh, you know, 
Gonzalez, a lot of people were concerned about his slow start to the spring, but he's come on here in the last two weeks, last 10, 10 days, 12 days. He, you know, he's looked like himself. We haven't seen a bunch of power, but he's making more contact. And, you know, that's, that's the key to him. Uh, you know, they want him to swing at strikes, you know, not go out of the zone, not, not become ultra aggressive, which is his personality. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, He's he's kind of, you know, a big, big, uh, you know, question mark on this club. What's he going to we saw what he could do over 91 games last year. What is he going to do over 162 or 152? Well, how many uh, ever he plays? But, you know, big, big question. How does he handle the weather in, in Cleveland in April and, and May? Uh, so, you know, he's got the talent and he could he's like uh, the unknown factor with with this lineup. Miles Straw, uh, without question, uh, last season was the the number one defensive center fielder in the American League. Um, won the Gold Glove, and uh, you know really struggled at the plate, but his glove kept him in the lineup every day because because uh, Francona valued that. Uh, this season, they need to see more out of him uh, at the plate, and I think he knows that. Uh, the the key for uh, Straw is uh, maybe being more aggressive and. You know, not waiting until uh, deep in an at-bat to get your pitch. Uh, maybe, you know, forcing the issue and, and swinging early in the count and, and trying to get something going. Yeah, you know, I think what he when he went to Cleveland for that swing camp during the offseason, you know, that really helped him. You know, he did a, made a few minor adjustments. He's had a good spring, Joe. You know, he's, you know, he had to, had to start slow because of, you know, some pain in his right knee, but he's come on since then. He missed, what, three or four games at the start of camp. And, but he's been really, uh, you know, he's been very, very good offensively. He looks like the guy that, uh, Cleveland traded for, you know, midway through the 2021 season. I, I think he's he's on the way to have a solid year. And defensively, you know, it's hard to play in these in these in these big outfields in Arizona with the sun and the wind, but he's done a great job out here. Uh, finally, Will Brennan uh, gets the last spot uh, in, uh, in, you know, the backup outfielder spot. But uh, make no mistake, he's going to play and he's going to be out there. He's going to get at bats uh, because they really like what they see out of him. Uh, he's hit at every level that he's played, and uh, expect that to, to be the case over a, a 162-game season for uh, for Brennan as well. Yeah, you gotta love Brennan. He's uh, you know he's kind of you know he's got a little chip on his shoulder. He's kind of little got a little swag to him, little cockiness to him. Uh, I think uh, you know I think that's going to serve him well because it's going to be tough uh, for a young player to just kind of find his niche. You know when, when you're not playing every day, you know how do you stay sharp? How do you help the ball club? So he's got a lot to learn because you know he. You know he he he's used to playing every day. He had that big year at Double A AA and Triple A last year, so it's going to be an adjustment. But I think he's going to be able to handle it. Finally, uh, the manager Terry Francona, uh, you know, made it through last year without uh, any issues health wise uh, for the first time in a couple of seasons. And uh, Tito seems like he's energized. Seems like he's ready to go uh, this season. Uh, what are we expecting out of Francona this year? Yeah, he's uh, you know like like you said you know. 
He makes such a difference with this club. You know, last year we saw it when he was in the dugout wire to wire this spring. You know, uh, yesterday he was talking about the possibility of losing, you know, uh, McKenzie to an injury. And he said, you know, in a perverse way, he kind of likes, he, he feels bad for the kid because he likes McKenzie so much. But in, in, in a perverse way, he likes kind of the challenge of it. You know, he says, uh, okay, he gets the team together. He goes, all right, you know, we'll figure this out. And uh, he's in, we'll figure this out mode a lot earlier than I thought, than I think he'd be this season. So we've seen it before. We've seen him kind of rally the team, find answers, find ways to uh, make up for lost players. And he's going to have to do it again this season, Joe. Yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of his, uh, his sort of forte is what he's able to, uh, to do is, is bring the troops together, uh, get them all, you know, pulling on the rope in the same direction and and hopefully it works out. All right, so there's your 2023 Guardians roster as we get set to open the the regular season in Seattle. Poinsy, we'll uh, we'll give it uh, a, get a chance to talk to you tomorrow before you head up there, and uh, we'll check in then. All right, Joe. Take care, buddy. 